The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined as always by Matt Morgan and Raj Giri. And tonight we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw for December 12th, 2016. This was the go-home show for Roadblock End of the Line. We had two triple threat title matches for the tag team titles tonight for New Day to uh, to tie. And then uh, it looks like they're going to break the record. So uh, that being said, uh, Matt, how's it going, man? What did you think of Raw tonight? Um, it's going good. Um, it, I, it was a good show. It was a good show. I, I didn't like the finish. Um, I don't know. I don't like New Day breaking that record for some reason. Uh, in a day and age where tag team wrestling is not meant any less than it does today. Mm-hmm. Um, no one, no, no little kid's going to look back at this. Like we look back at demolition or some of these other great tag teams of the past with such reverence and be like, Oh my God, they're the, you know, they held the tag team championship belts the longest and yada, yada, yada. No one's going to give a crap that new day did. And it's not because of, it's because of two things. One, no one gives a crap Two, WWE's made us not give a crap. Yeah. I mean, you don't have the, the great tag teams of yesteryear, but you know, if you talk to older fans from that era, uh, guys who were, uh, you know, like me, you and you and me, Matt, we're about the same age. So to us, demolition was awesome. But you talk, you talk to people who are older, like in their twenties and stuff during that era, they thought demolition were just cheap road warrior ripoffs. You know, and and they didn't have demolition yep. in that regard. So who knows with kids these days? You know, if they grow up and they're like, oh man, remember the new day back in the day? And that does I mean, happen I, with generations. People become better, if you've noticed, not just themselves, but all the athletes they watched growing up are like 10 times better 20 years from now than what they were actually thinking about that athlete live. Right, yeah, exactly. I think New Day is going to be awesome in retrospect. I think they're going to have a great highlight package when they talk about this. I mean, they're going to have their greatest hits of what they did in the ring, of the moments, of the comedy bits. Not so much the wrestling, yes, give it that. But I think as far as entertainers go, I think people will look back on them fondly. Um, you know, Yeah, I mean, I think you look back at guys like Brutus the Barber Beefcake and, and the One Man Gang. They were never great or good, uh, but they're looked back at, on as legends. You know? They were in a context though, where characters were larger than life characters where everyone had a definitive character. And I know today we want that, but unfortunately we're in a much more realistic era. And because of that, I don't, I don't know. I just don't like the new day. I, I don't, I think they're stale now. I think they're boring and corny. I don't even think they're funny. Yeah. I think, I think they, uh, I don't know. They could use a heel turn or, or something. And maybe now, and you know what? Look at it this way, Matt. Now, now we're free in a sense. You know, New Day is going to break the record, and yeah. now they can Belt turn time. heel. They can break up. They can lose the belts. I, I just thought Jericho is perfectly set up for KO Jericho to win the tag titles, um, and get like Sheamus and Cesaro over. You know, in a great tag team uh, set of series. Mm-hmm. I just think you have so few titles, you know, like uh, top guys to kind of move around, like having them in the tag title picture and the world title picture. 
uh, I don't know. I, 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 I agree with the finish. I thought new day, it made sense for them to win. And now you can kind of move on and, 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 uh, you know, go whichever way. I mean, I see your point. And I actually thought there was a good chance that that's the way they could go. That was, that when was they the threw suspense. that swerve in. What, yeah, other they, uh, what other way do they go to the other two tag teams I had to see tonight? Sheamus and Cesaro, okay, they're they're fun to watch now. I got to admit, I like watching them now. Um, but not uh, not even my boy Gallows and Anderson, who I love to death. I, I, ugh, they're ruined. <laughs> Yeah, all it. Yeah, with the tag teams though, so, there's so little care involved that really all it takes is just Sheamus and Cesaro winning it next week, and yeah, and they're like all their losses are kind of forgotten. Well, and I'll yeah. tell you that was the suspense tonight. That's what made it interesting during the first match, and especially during the second match, was the meta aspect of saying like, "Oh my God, are they really going to screw New Day out of this record to come so close and have it yanked away yeah. from them?" Um, that's what was fascinating to me, you know, uh, just just watching both matches, but especially that second one. But I, I feel uh, it's interesting going forward though, because we haven't uh, they haven't announced a tag match for Roadblock, have they, Rush? No. No, nothing, nothing yet. And I, I mean, who would they do it against? They've kind of beaten everybody. Uh, Me and Nathan Jones are making a comeback. There you go. <laughs> you know, I was surprised tonight after that second match. I was like, you know, backstage, uh, Golden Truth and Shining Stars were like, why don't we make it three for three on the triple threats? You know, that's, that's where you could go to. I mean, you could bring, you know, uh, Revival lost the tag titles. You know. In yes. The- okay, I'm down for that. Yes, all day. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. love Revival. And so that's one way we could go. I, I gotta say though, with the New Day's promo at the beginning, it was kind of hard to hard to root against him when he, you know, yes. dedicated it is to his grandma and the crowd is chanting grandma. It's like, ah, yep. you gotta win now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh so so I mean, let's talk specifically about the first match. I mean, I don't know, did did the first match do anything for you, Matt? I mean, with uh Cesar and Sheamus and Gals and Anderson versus New Day? <sighs> Is that a, uh, um, a sexual innuendo? Are you asking me? To, is as well, far as did it do anything for me? Hey, you know there are some <laughs> matches. Let's face it. I'm playing. Uh, um, <laughs> um eh, I love the Cesaro sequence. Love that. Everyone loved that. Um, but uh, I thought it was a very well put together match. I love the the. I know. Was it Vince always gets on the bang, 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 false finishes at the end? I don't care. I disagree with him. I love those. I think they're exciting. Tonight could not have been any more epic as far as the false finishes went towards the end. Mm-hmm. And it was very well produced, whoever produced that match. Yeah, th- I thought this was one of those cases where now that it's over, looking back, you're like, ah, so predictable. New day. We, you know, we all knew it was going to happen. But they did do enough in that first match and the way they built the show up to the main event. To cast yeah. some doubt, you know whether it's five percent or whatever. There's a little <laughs> bit that had you had you guessing, yeah, uh, for something that's you know was so predictable going in. Yeah, I thought uh, all in all, you know, the first match. But you know, to your point, Matt, I think that really shows though when you look at uh, you know Gallows and Anderson in there, and then you especially look at uh, Sheamus and Cesaro and the amount of moves they have, the amount of technical ability in the ring. Mm-hmm. It seems like New Day once it comes to the actual wrestling, they're just not really doing much that's dynamic or compelling in the ring you know uh, some of kofi stuff was pretty good tonight i like some of kofi stuff some good spots but i mean but compare that to like what cesaro is doing in the ring. oh my god yeah yeah well that's that's almost anyone though you can't you know cesaro is kind of crazy he's crazy good yeah, I just I think with New Day, you know, it would actually probably uh, behoove them to have some time 
out of the spotlight. Maybe they lose the belts and then get to go and work on something with, I don't know, with their gimmick, with their chemistry a little bit in the ring. I'd, I'd like to see Big E go singles. I think he's uh, he, he, he can be a big star and, yeah. uh, you know, he can move. He's a big guy that can move yeah. and, and he's got personality and charisma. I think I'd like to see that branch off. The only problem is I don't see uh, Kofi and, and Xavier being an effective tag team. Uh, just yeah. Can I make one one quick point? When fans always say, "Hey, you, you you know you're a big guy. Why in the hell would Vince McMahon want you know come up with a stuttering character for someone like you that you know that can talk and things like that?" Biggie's a great example of that philosophy that Vince has, and that philosophy is he wants to bring this personality out of you and make you so god darn comfortable on that microphone in front of that camera in front of fans. Not just making an ass of yourself to make people laugh, but 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 doing you know, these charismatic type things. Not I don't mean rock charismatic type things, but like like Big E is, and this chapter in his career, I guarantee you, will be the impetus to him becoming a big single star. It was this chapter, I guarantee it, that brought to life this confidence in him. Now that he could, there's nothing he can't handle. Think about it. What can he handle on the mic? character wise and definitely in the ring he could always go you know that's always that was always vince's um big idea when he put like these ridiculous characters on people you're like why would he do that that doesn't make any sense that's usually generally the hope yeah and a lot of people are saying he's too much of a goofball all it takes is one effective heel turn and And it's a whole new you know coat of paint one highlight video of him friggin' lifting weights in the gym, doing his strongman stuff, and and then one dis- destructing, you know, drop somebody out match, and we're back to the the much higher geared up Big E when he just left off. You know, we Watch talked about this before. I think he's the guy that they could do something credible with Braun Strowman. You know, they could absolutely have- could. Yeah. He's a legit strongman. No, I'm trying to, but they could have like a credible feud. I mean, that would really, I think, elevate both of them. You know, I think that was the problem with him in NXT. Yeah, um, yeah, it's tough to do with two big guys. I'm speaking as one. It is very difficult. But in NXT, how played out did it get with Big E just coming in, demolishing everyone? Sure. Five count. Yeah, I don't think you need to do that. No, but... He can have competitive matches with all those main guys. The main guys. Yeah. It's just, it's just not, you don't want two big guys look like two pigs effing a football. That's what it always ends up looking like. And, and that's why you, like, you, that's why you try to keep them apart for as long as you could. It's not just the suspense. It's because yeah. the match is generally going to be the drizzling you-know-whats. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's rare <laughs> to see a good big – like a real big man versus big man match. Right. I mean, the closest thing I, I, I can remember is uh, Roman and Big Show, you know, the one that they had last year. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking of Nash, Undertaker, the real big guys, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there could definitely be something there. Speaking of Strowman, uh, Curtis Axel made an appearance on TV tonight. It's been a little while since we saw him on Monday Night Raw. That match, uh, I got to be honest, I went up to go to the bathroom. I came back, the match was over. Are you surprised by this? No, it's Curtis Axel. If you're going to beat the crap out of someone with a name I recognize, it should at least go on long enough for a bathroom break. That's that's my standard philosophy. If it's not, you know, a a job they brought in specifically to lose. You got to pause, man. You got to get a DVR. That was yeah, really yeah. That that thing saves me every Monday night, man. Um, but that was just to get to him to to get to his in ring promo. That's all that match was designed to do. Yeah. Oh, poor Curtis Axel. What could have been? 
had Hogan not been caught saying those things. Uh, he, there wasn't much upside to that either. He would have been the comedy <laughs> no. gimmick for a while, and you know, it doesn't, uh, it was doesn't get too far. I hate uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In an alternate universe, him and Sandow rode that. Hated it. All the way to WrestleMania. Um, so, of course, Strowman won that match. And then we started uh, some backstage drama with Sami Zayn and Mick Foley tonight. So mm-hmm. I have to admit, um, played me like a fiddle on that one. I, re- mm-hmm. I really thought our – and the audience, too. I mean, you could hear the audience from backstage just cheering when Sami talked about being traded to SmackDown. Everyone was like, finally, it's happening. Yep. I, I was all for it. I was excited too. I mean, are we do we are we going to be talking about how it ended up playing? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was the segment that teased it, but very quickly. Um, let's talk. I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, what uh, is it? Uh, Lince Lince Dorado versus uh, Arya Davari. Uh, that happened with uh, the yep. interruption. Jack Gallagher coming out. Uh, I mean, that was that was sort of a non segment. Uh, do that interruption just meant to sort of propel and move forward that storyline but i mean what did you think about the the skills on display for the the briefness that they did wrestle i found that the most gentlemanly interruption in a <laughs> wrestling match ever i love jack gallagher i am right now declaring myself his number one fan well there you have it raj <laughs> oh raj have to Oh, sorry. Can, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Gallagher. I, that interruption was great. I mean, that was uh, that was one of the best interruptions. More, most different ones. There, the thing yeah. I always have with Gallagher is, um, I mean, I like how different he is. I like he's unique. He's unique, and 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 that's good. But when you're a little too uh, hard to be taken seriously, you know, when his music hits, it's kind of like ah, you smile, but you're not like oh, damn, it's going down. <laughs> hey daniel bryant's was the same way brother i hate it yeah music. but you but yeah that's true but you At didn't first. laugh when he came out like you kind of oh did. yeah yeah and you do you definitely do i'm entertained by the guy but you're right there is but what's crazy is it's that one headbutt and he's just like mr badass like that yeah yeah no i like him and, and different is good you know with the cruiserweights and he's definitely different you know what I came to the conclusion of tonight, guys? The way to save the cruiserweight division is nothing but three ways. I've got a feeling that that's... T- TNA did that forever. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I find I think you'll get the action that you're wanting to get, Raj. You know what I'm saying? As far as the pace picking up? Yeah, that's true. But you don't get the, any individual characters. I mean, it's harder to get over with the, the constant three ways. We're seeing them fail with just going after the character route, though. That's true. That's a good. I don't point. know how to do it for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, at least that interruption tonight was memorable. It was something a little different. Um, and then we went from that uh, to the Rollins report with Seth coming out, bringing Owens out. I, I mean, yeah, but real quick, the thing yeah. with the Sammy thing—it's funny oh, yeah. that Raw fans were cheering right? Sammy going to SmackDown. You know, like oh, yeah. Raw is such the heel show now that even the guys that are there for the show were were cheering for Sammy to leave. And not in a way, not I did not take that as a hey, get off. We don't want right. to see you no more. But it's like this is so glaringly obvious that we this guy is a star needs to be treated like it. So if he goes to SmackDown, hey, we're all for it. Go ahead, Sammy. Like that's pretty over with me, dude. You know, yeah, that says a lot. Yeah, I thought that was that. <laughs> it's funny when your own your own the right? your own crowd you know th- considers you the heel. 
<laughs> that, that, that cheering was loud. That wasn't just a couple of people. I mean, that oh, was yes. the entire audience. So everyone is sort of smarky uh, that was there tonight in the know and knows that it's just a better opportunity, a better landscape for Sami Zayn, even with what they did tonight with the swerve and everything. I mean, God, on SmackDown, so much better. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, Raj, what do you think of the Rollins report tonight with Owens? I mean, th to me, that seemed a little, uh, it, it felt like it, it dragged more than previous segments they've done like that. Yeah, and I think the the Rollins report is probably the worst name for a, a babyface interview segment, you know that that I can remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just Rollins is off his game on the mic, and uh, you know Kevin Owens wasn't necessarily on fire either tonight. But uh -huh. uh, you know uh, Rollins did have the the Bon Jovi meatloaf meatloaf line that was which, pretty good, which was good, but it could have been delivered better. But Rollins, I just thought he was off the segment. You know, usually with Jericho and Owens, it's you know, it's gold. Automatic, yeah. Yeah, and this was just kind of there. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It just it, no. You 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 no. You're right. You're absolutely right. It, it it was. You know, we we both like we really like Seth Rollins, so we're like we're really wanting to struggle to see him get through this. Do you know what I mean? I I could feel it when you're talking about him. It's like I am because I'm a fan of his work. You know, and I want him to be killing it, but I, I'm sorry, we got we got to do our damn job here. He, I thought that was horrible on his part. Um, I don't know if he he's not some black hole of charisma. I know he's not, but lately on the mic, he's kind of been his timings off. Even the stupid things like 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 his voice, his his pitch, and everything. It's just all over the place. It's not like when he's going back and forth with with. Uh, KO, it, it sounded like two girls, honestly, for, for, for about a minute there. I was like, this is my wife sitting there going, are you kidding me? And I was like, mm. he's like, that's your guy? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's brutal. It's almost embarrassing to watch at times just because of how girlyish it sounded. Like two girls on the playground going back and forth, pulling each other's hair. One of them wasn't even really paying attention in, in KO, you know? And, and, and Seth keeps, I don't know, if you're going to cut somebody off, you cut them off. And he wasn't doing that. He did get the one-liner in with Meatloaf. And that I, I, for a minute, I was like, oh, no, this is the death of Kevin Owens, as we know it, because they're going to be chanting this in every arena now, and he's not going to be able to get over this. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was a good line. Sparkle Crotch, good line. But I don't equivalent that to a good promo, you know? Yeah, they're just I don't know if Rollins is just not a good baby face or the stuff they're coming up with, you know, for this the way he's been booked and scripted has just been off. You're right. His heel promos were much better, right? Yeah, no, he was kind of he was, you know, going off the cuff. He, I mean, it was getting to be a joke how he would open every raw with a 15 minute promo. But, you know, he could right. go and he had your attention and and yeah, uh, yeah he, he he was doing great. And I just think it's giving him something to play off of. And he, but he was getting treated like a face when he came back from his injury, even trying to do the heel stuff, the cheap heat stuff. The crowd clearly loves him. But yeah, it just, it's, I feel like he either needs to be sincere, you know, like full sincerity or go back to being how he was. I feel like he's uh, like, he's a little too in between right now to really read one way or the other. You know, um, I don't think he's a clear cut baby face. I think that's part of the so. problem. But I just yeah. don't think it doesn't come across to me the way it did. I mean, the whole thing with calling out Triple H, it seems to me like this is just another iteration of Rollins with a chip on his shoulder. But now it's a it's a um, it's it's for an actual like real reason. He has a real reason to feel screwed over. Well, I, I, and there's also the, you know, unless you're super charismatic like The Rock or, you know, something like that, if you're beaten all the time, fan, fans start to lose faith in you, too. If, if you're not super entertaining on the mic and you're just constantly losing, uh, which, you know, he, he's been losing nonstop since he came back. And uh, I think just that that star power has been going down.
How do I not notice this? This is like my him and KO both are like tied for my favorite guys, right? Or KO's a little bit ahead of him now, actually. I thought you guys should know this. Um, <laughs> but here's my thing: is like I don't notice this. I'm not noticing that he's losing all the time. Yeah. I should be fired. I should be fired <laughs> from this job, folks. He's gotten like multiple title shots at Owens. You know, he was, uh, you know, faced Balor before that, and and Ambrose, and has yeah, come up short every time. And you think all fans? Re- I'm, I'm seriously asking this. Do you think most fans remember all this stuff? I think uh, as far as mo- well, I think momentum. You know, I feel like you can feel momentum on a on a character, and and all those losses definitely bring that momentum down. So I, yeah, I think that- it, it stifles it. Yeah. I always wondered that as the wrestler, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't give a shit if I lost or not. Excuse my language. Um, I never gave a crap if I lost or not. But like, so after a while, I would remember, you know, you know, being a little mark, you know, here <laughs> and getting a little ahead of myself and going, well, will this? How much damage does this do to my character? Does it? Doesn't it? What are we doing to protect me when I'm losing? Instead of just doing the business, do you know what I'm saying? And, and so part of me wonders. As a wrestler, do the fans pick up on that? You know what I mean? That you start to lose X amount of matches and whatnot. And I think absolutely, because look at Cesaro, right? Whenever they do these, you know, give him a push for like a month and the fans start getting into him and he starts getting these huge pops and then they start beating him like a drum and then it just dwindles down, dwindles down to, you know, where it's people are cheering him, but not like they were, you know, when when he had some momentum going. And that momentum, it's all booking because... He he's getting the reactions and he's doing the great matches, but then they start having him lose every week and and, mm. and and it kills it. That's kind of funny though, Matt. You mentioning from a wrestler's point of view, you don't always notice. To me, like if I were writing a sitcom about a wrestling company, that would be the thing. They're like, oh my god, I've been losing a lot lately. Oh my god, am I becoming a jobber? Like you know, not even <laughs> sort of aware of your standing. Um, but but I, I would have to think though that yeah, I mean for the fans, like if we love a guy, we want to see them win, right? I mean unless sure. I'm there's just a great. If you guys remember six weeks ago, if the guy lost, you know what I mean, at his last pay per view performance kind of thing. That's all. I think it's a bigger, um, bigger picture than that. I think it's more like the Cesaros and Sami Zayn's of the world, where it's like, oh, we love them. It seems like they always get a push, and then always, you know, the football gets yanked away from them in the last moment when you really no, believe was, they're going to. That was a great explanation. You know, momentum. That's a good. That's a good word for it. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, so speaking sense. of uh, momentum tonight, uh, I, I don't know. I felt a lack of that with the TJ Perkins, Brian Kendrick <laughs> match. Uh, I mean, so there was some back and forth. Is that a triple threat with them? Yes. Then, uh, on on the Sunday roadblock. Okay, so it is a triple threat. Yeah. So what was the point of tonight's match? Just that once again, Kendrick and Perkins have unsettled unfinished business or, or I guess Kendrick takes the fall again. So they wanted to give him a win uh, before he loses on Sunday. Yeah. Did I get the way with Did I get this wrong? I thought it was a three way, but then I could have sworn I heard them say Brian, because he won the match. Something happens. No, maybe I'm making no, that up. No, I think it's a three way. I don't, I, I, unless I missed that they changed it, but yeah, I think it's, I'm pretty uh, sure it was a three way. It was a graphic for it. They can't change it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, and that's the thing with the cruiserweights is it's like, so you're having a three-way between all guys that have been the current champion and the two guys that Uh have been the cruiserweight champion so far. I mean, isn't it redundant if the belt just keeps, I mean, at some point is everyone in the cruiserweight division going to, going to have the belt for a week? Yep. Yep. Everybody but Davari. Yep. (laughs) I'm just ribbing him. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, I'd like, I would have liked to have seen Gallagher in this somehow or, or. I hate that Scottish guy, by the way. What, what's his gimmick? What's his name? Oh, I think no it's from, 
whatever the hell he's from. I they, had, they had him squash Cedric Alexander last week for for some that. reason I can't get. Um, yeah, you know, instead of having the two guys that are wrestling for the title and one of them losing, why not put them both in separate matches and get a win heading into a title match, you yeah. know? Elevate. Instead of having one of the challengers lose on the uh, – I mean, they do this all the time, and it's, it's you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, so let's talk about another, uh, match that, uh, man, for me, I, I just can't believe this Bailey versus Alicia Fox. Now this is nothing against Alicia Fox. Um, wow. I've spoken before. I mean, I thought Alicia Fox versus Nia Jax was, was interesting. I think we just put on some, some really, uh, no, you said matches. lots of good things about I've her, actually. Lots of good things about yeah. her, but I think that what they're doing with her character and having them fighting over a guy and just, it seems sort of like. This is just—I mean, what's what's um what's the opposite of elevate? Because it's that. It's the it's the petty stuff they did with the women's <laughs> division with women's feuds when they were divas, you know. Yeah, just... and it's like, oh man, it's like, and Bailey's caught up in this. Bailey, who everyone was like, oh my god, it's gonna be so great when she gets out of NXT. Like, I, I don't know uh, that it's that great with her. Out you of gotta NXT. think. You gotta hope she's in a holding pattern. I mean, who, who knows which way they'll go with Sasha and Charlotte? I'm guess my guess would be that Sasha wins, so they give her at least one real title run. Um, but you never know. I mean, they could do the whole bit with Ric Flair turning on Sasha and, and helping Charlotte win. Uh, but oh, yeah, but you guys with Charlotte winning, at least you got Bailey there, and she's just kind of in a holding pattern. Sasha, I don't know who you really got because I feel like Nia Jax is not really a. a uh, an interesting title feud at this point. Uh, Emma, I think it's just too soon when she gets back. Um, and that's, that's kind of it. That it's the only alternative. It has to be Nia Jax. If, if Sasha keeps it, that's the only heel for her. And it's way too early, but what other, they don't have anybody. Yeah. Well, tonight for the 11th week in a row, we had the return of Emmalina teased that has now been pushed back to uh-huh. debuting soon, you know, premiering soon. So he's turning into Brodus clay. Remember that when they teased him for like, <laughs> Three months, they're like he's oh coming next God. week. Coming what out. would you guys do if they never do it at all? There's ne- it just keeps going on forever. <laughs> that would actually be kind of awesome if that was just like the running best joke. rib in wrestling history. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. They, they like trade her back and forth from Raw to SmackDown, but they never yeah. actually ever debut. <laughs> this is like yeah. next level Eva Marie, uh, you know, messing with the audience <laughs> if if they keep doing this with Emma. I mean, but yeah, it's they gotta they gotta do something, man. Uh, they yep. gotta do something. And again, Dana. So uh, Raj, to your point last week, Dana Brooke tonight. A lot of retweets coming from her. Oh, geez. About people complaining about Dana not being on the air. Yeah, I mean. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? Complaining she wasn't on the show? No, 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 no. People were complaining on Twitter, like, oh, where's Dana? Blah, blah, blah. Dana, like last week, retweeted, must have been a hundred of them. Uh, Tonight, I I just saw it going by. Retweets by Dana Brooke, people complaining about her not on the show. I mean, Uh, Matt, I'm sure there were many times in the WWE that you had to bite your tongue. Can you imagine how much harder that would have been? If you had things like Twitter, Twitter. at your disposal, at TNA was hard enough. Oh my god, yeah. um, I couldn't even imagine doing my starter character, you know, and having that happen and be like, "What are they doing?" With-? Yeah, that would be hard. And, and any wrestler watching this, you guys know better. When you hit retweet for some mark that's marking for you that you think the office is going to read, and all of a sudden they change their booking plans because you sent them fifty-six retweets proving out otherwise. It's not a good idea. It doesn't work. It makes you look like a mark for yourself, period, point blank. Nothing else, nothing more, nothing less. Stop doing it. And it's going to get and it's gonna get her fired. It will get her fired if she keeps that crap up. Mark my words. Yeah. Uh, 
good things never come of that. Um, I feel like they need a. If, if I was hired by WWE as a wrestler, the first thing I do is sh- shut down all my social media, <laughs> and then uh, th- they need like a like some sort of like alcohol sensor, like before you can tweet. You know, like you take a you take a yeah. breath, and then it's like, all right, you could log into Twitter. I'm surprised they don't have a class. I mean, they have classes for everything do. now, right? It's, they it's, they have yeah. different social media classes. About yes, they that. definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. They're very thorough with it, actually. So I'm surprised she's doing this, actually. Yeah, it seems like there are rules, right? It's like, you know, someone says something nice about you or wishes you a happy birthday, retweet it. A kid dresses up in your T-shirt, retweet it. But people like saying, you know, not even passive aggressive, fully aggressive things about the way you're being booked. Like, well, I think the ones that would really piss WWE off are she was retweeting ones about raw ratings being down. And like how the how the show was bad because she wasn't on. Oh my god! Saying like the show was, you know, even though you're not saying it, you're retweeting it. But anything about the show being bad or the ratings being down, uh, you know, only a handful of people can say that. And it's like Cena, Triple Eight, you know. Outside of that, no one else uh, can get away with it. Well, let me be very clear. If there's any fans watching or listening to this right now, and you are that fan that thinks the Raw ratings are greatly affected because Dana Brooks not on it, you need to quit watching wrestling right now. Don't listen to our podcast. Um, go jump in your pool and drown yourself because you are an idiot, <laughs> an absolute waste of space. And you're only saying that thinking that it's your way of flirting with a pretty girl who's going to retweet your tweet and you're going to go rub one out in the corner to it. Isn't that a weird way to flirt with a performer, though? Like, man, those ratings would be so much higher if Dana Brooke was on the air. I mean, it's just like... They want that go. They want that back and forth. That's Even if it's a retweet or a favorite or whatever, they're, they're, they're in the... I'm not going to do the noise, but you know what they're doing to it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we still got a lot more to talk about, including I'm sure what for many of us was our segment of the night between Sami Zayn and Mick Foley. Talk about what happened with Lana and Rusev coming out there. And, of course, the main event, Triple Threat for New Day to break that record. Uh, now the longest-running tag team title holders in the WWE. But first, want to take a minute and thank the sponsor of this show, DDP Yoga. You've heard us talk about it. DDPY has changed countless lives. Many of the past and current roster have benefited greatly from it. Guys like Jake Roberts, Scott Hall, Chris Jericho, and Mick Foley. Mick Foley today was talking about he's lost 100 pounds. DDPY is a big part of that. So if you've been thinking about taking control of your own health and fitness going into the new year, DDPY is having the biggest sale ever, their Ho 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 holiday sale, and it's already underway. For a limited time, you can get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Or if you're just digital only, you can get the DDP Yoga now app for 25% off. You can also buy a max or combo pack at 25% off and get a second one for 50% off. We talked about this last week on the SmackDown podcast. Great gift. Sure, it's a little awkward when you give somebody yoga DVDs and say, hey, you need to take control of your life, man. But trust me, they're going to thank you in the long run for DDPY. If you've been sitting on the fence thinking about starting it, now is the best time to get on board. Take control. DDPYoga.com slash Wrestling Inc. Stop procrastinating and get started now with DDP Yoga. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. Um, so Lana and Rusev came out. Uh, did anyone else think it was weird how they talked about like they were going to show what went on behind closed doors and they showed us the exact same footage we saw last week? <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know they don't go out of their way to explain like why there was a camera there, uh, you know, in the hotel room, why that would be on video, uh, or, or broadcast remotely live, but it just seems so strange for them to try and pull this, like, Clearly, you guys haven't seen this before. Um, it was that was a very, very strange segment. 
I thought I, well, I thought Rusev was was really good uh, for the first part. It, I thought it did drag after a little while. Uh, Rusev, he seemed like he was losing his accent there a little bit. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. But but uh, you know, I think Rusev, there's just so much potential in that guy. He, I think he's he's great on the mic. He's kind of hindered a little bit on the mic because of uh, you know having to play this you know monster Russian heel or, or uh, <laughs> but you know I think uh, he's a. Uh, you know, once they uh, let the chains off and let him and let him go, I think he can be a, he can be really good. Matt uh, holding up a photo of Eldon Henson there. I've got a story about that. Later that later. I was trying to line that up for fans at home, sent to me by a fan, Graham <laughs> wow. Williams. Wow! And line Glenn next up to him. Line him up to him. Tell me uh-huh. it's just like him. I've been getting that for uh, 16 years. Ever since she's all that man. Um, That's the guy from yeah. the office, right? No, uh, no, no, Daredevil. No, no. Daredevil, oh, okay. Foggy Nelson. Foggy uh, Nelson. But yeah, quick story. I was at the Troubadour uh, in Hollywood once watching like a Tenacious D concert. A guy came up to me, thought I was him. Turned out it was his uh, stunt double who uh, worked uh, the effects rig with him on the movie Idle Hands. So a guy that spent 12 weeks filming with him was convinced wow. that I was him and was playing a joke on him by pretending huh. not to know him. Um, we used to look a lot more alike back before the beard. Well... Do uh, you know what's funny? Rusev is another example, in my opinion, of them giving a lot of different stuff to right now. As a big guy, big and big, big, powerful guy, serious looking, looks like a badass, right? And he works like a badass, and he has a pretty legit background, in my understanding, too. On top of it, which makes him more realistic looking, right? They they've softened him up in a good way by having him do all this stuff with Lana, some comedy one week. He can do everything too. He's another one that I think is 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 gonna just take off to the moon if they do it right. Yeah, I agree. He's and, looking uh, good too, much better shape. Yeah, he does look in better shape. Who who do you go with uh with Rusev and, and Big Cass this Sunday? Oh, they love Big Cass. Um, they love him, don't they? Um They love him with Enzo. <laughs> okay, well then, I, no, he, Big Cass can't lose oh, yeah. yet. Oh, you mean uh, you mean WWE, WWE or the yeah. yeah, yeah, WWE loves Big Cass. The Big Cass can't lose yet. So Big Cass or DQ, but definitely not Big Cass being pinned in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah, I could see a DQ where Enzo runs in and and costs Big Cass by DQ or something. Right. You know, it's just it's so weird to me now. I mean, I feel like uh, we'll talk about this at the end, the stakes going into roadblock end of the line. But it just seems to me with Roman having the U.S. belt, no one's having the universal title. I mean, with Rusev, with Rollins, with all these other guys, it's just, you know, why are they having the U.S. title holder and the universal title holder competing against each other at this pay-per-view? It seems like that's taking up all the oxygen. So all these other matches have no real stakes. Because it's a one. It's a short chapter. In both title belts, uh, there is no, let's be honest, there is no story for the title belt like there used to be. Uh, at least for the U.S., there's not at the moment. So I, I think it's a very short chapter that's going to be very short-lived. That doesn't do, it doesn't hurt anybody for a month or two. Them not putting that title belt on somebody else that could be doing more with it is what I think they think. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I feel like uh, they just needed something because they don't, they've done Rollins and Owens too many times and, uh, I, I I don't I mean I could I just don't see them having Owens beat Reigns clean for sure. But uh, you know I, this is something. I mean this is going to be the house show main event for at least a couple months. I know the Raw before the Royal Rumble. Uh, this is the the dark match main event. It's still Owens and, and Reigns. So that's and, I mean that's what I thought last week. It would it would have yeah. made sense to have Jericho win the U.S. title and have him and Rollins feud over the U.S. title. 
Yeah. And the match Sunday is for the universal title. The U.S. title is not on the line. Right. I'm not sure. Oh. I think yeah, because I think Reigns had to beat Owens to get that universal title shot. So, yeah. So yeah, they they haven't really made a big deal out of that. Like it's champion versus champion, right? You know? It cheapens the title. How how cheap does that make that title seem right now? That Kevin Owens doesn't want a secondary title. He should just to be a <laughs> jerk about it. Want the secondary title, right? At least put some sort of importance on it. Yeah, yeah. at least mention it. Just yeah. make it a big deal. Like you got the two top champions in on Raw going head to head. Yeah. So uh, Sami Zayn versus Jinder Mahal and everything that followed after that with Mick Foley. So uh, as we discussed, it was set up. It seemed like Sammy was going to SmackDown. Uh, big suspense on who uh, he was being traded for. Uh, the punchline coming out that it's Eva Marie setting Sammy off. And then ultimately, Mick gives him what he wanted, which was a chance to face Braun Strowman at Roadblock. And then, I mean, I just, I thought it was hilarious that the, like Mick pulling out the blank piece of paper, like there was no trade. I never even talked to Daniel Bryan. Um, I mean, like just what a way to get to that, to that point with the segment. This is the one thing, Garage, that if you don't mind, I just want to say that that really irked me about this segment. They're trying to make him less squeaky clean. They're trying to do. They're trying to put him through mixed school of making wrestlers tough, a la Edge, a la Randy Orton, etc. Rinse and repeat. Right. That's what this was designed to do, and they failed because they should have had him beat Mix ass. Is what they should have done when they were face to face and they were yelling. His voice was screeching, and he sounded like a, a Catholic schoolboy who 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 was like yelling at his mom and running to his room. Where his voice was cracking at the end. I love Zayn too. I wanted to see him bitch slap the crap out of Mick, knock him on the ground, and mount him and start beating his you know what in and then leave then we could he's so squeaky clean i think the whole world would a be okay with it and b a quick explanation that he snapped and mick saying this is what i wanted to see out of you this is what i needed to see before i before i gave you to braun Strowman. yada 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 something like that there needed to be a physicality for choir boy looking sammy zane you know to show us that he's now in that other gear Talking words doesn't do it if you're not big, menacing, intimidating looking or have a specific type of voice, a la Paul Heyman, Sid, guys that can use that whisper voice, Jake Roberts, and make you intimidated with their words. He doesn't have any of that. So he needed the physicality. I agree 100%. Like I thought, and I've, I've said that too many times tonight, so I'm going to argue with you later about something. <laughs> I'll find something. But uh, when when uh, Mick Foley said Eva Marie, I thought Sami Zayn was just going to start punching away. Like that was going to be like, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. And, uh, you know, then ultimately, ultimately he's like, no, I'm better than Eva Marie. And, you know, a lot of Eva Marie's. And, yes. A lot of Eva Marie's. <laughs> And, oh, that was a great impression, Raj. When I close my eyes, it's like Sami Zayn's joining <laughs> the podcast. And and like you, I'm a big Sami fan, but I you know, and I think like a ton of people uh, were disappointed that he wasn't going to SmackDown. Um, yeah, I was. You know. I, I just love that there today, you know, today there was a discussion of someone in creative going around going, what's funnier and more insulting, even Marie or James Ellsworth? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To that probably out. really was a I'm being dead serious. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Sure. Because I mean, the audience thought it was going to be Ellsworth. Absolutely. I actually thought Ellsworth would have been a good trade. I would have been like, that would get him. I mean, it would let SmackDown reclaim some seriousness to their title picture. He Um, needs to be traded with death. That's where Ellsworth needs to be traded with. (laughs) 
Jeez. And off my TV forever. There's your headline for Wrestling Inc., uh, Raj. <laughs> says James Ellis created with death. He'll stop. He'll stop following us after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I I thought the whole Eve Marie thing. It just made no. I mean, it, it made sense once Mick Foley revealed he he was never dead. Because until that, it's like, well, Daniel Bryan's been talking about how he wanted Sami Zayn so bad that makes no sense that he would trade up Eve Marie. But it yeah. overall it made sense. But it was a disappointment. But uh, I, you know, I'm guessing they. I mean, they're not going to have Sammy beat Braun, but by doing this 10 minute time limit, they could set it up to be a draw. It's something. It's it's step in the positive direction finally for him. I, you know, overall, as far as you know, Mick putting him over like that, um, toward the end there, and saying he believed in him and all this other stuff. Because otherwise, I'm like, what are they doing? Just having Mick bury him like this, uh, week after week. It's very strange. You know, but I mean, I don't know. It's not. I felt like it's a little improvement for Mick. He didn't like start yelling and spitting at people when he was talking. No, I mean, I felt Mick like, was on. This is what yeah, Mick is good at, good. and he did it. He did it well again tonight. I thought. Yeah, I was pissed watching it. I put myself right in Sammy's vein. I'm telling you right now, I kicked him in the gut and DDT him like five minutes in. <laughs> in my but head, no, I, I, I thought he was going to hit him too. I mean, it seemed like they were going that that route with it. But with Mick, I mean, Raj, you probably know the skinny on this. I mean, is Mick so medically not cleared to do anything that like you cannot even lay a hand on Mick Foley at this point? I remember hearing that a while ago. Yeah, they, I, at least for a while he couldn't take any bumps. But I, I mean, I, you would, he, he's gotten slapped by Stephanie, hasn't he? Yep. Or has he? Yes. No, it just feels like I think it just feels like she said. It does. Admittedly, it does. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I don't think I don't, don't think anyone's got terms. Him. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> probably same like thing it. with uh with with uh, Daniel Bryan. You know, it's like if the guy sneezes too hard, he'll get a concussion. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it was a good segment tonight. I like that. Uh, but I, I, like you guys said, I mean, with the time limit, it'll probably probably end up being a draw on Sunday. And I, I don't think this is the last we've heard about Sami Zayn going to SmackDown. Hmm. You know. The, I'd like some, see, yeah, I'd like to see them do a trade just to have that storyline option there because they haven't done it, really done it yet. So, and we I need something it, different on SmackDown, man. I mean, either that or start bringing up some NXT guys just to job, just just to be in one-off matches I, or something. Hell like no, they'd be brought to be stars. They got yeah. some. Stuff. Yeah, well, if they're not going to do that, bring someone up just to get some different people on SmackDown each week. Uh, you need people on top, and they they don't really have anyone. So that's, I mean, that's their biggest hole. Yeah. No, I mean, when we went through the roster, what was it a week or two ago, Raj? I was shocked that it's like there's no one with the exception of like Jack Swagger that's not in a storyline in SmackDown currently that's not on the right. roster. Well, Cena's coming back in a couple of weeks, so I think he's he's getting put back in the main spot. But yeah, and I think Ambrose is going to go to Miz. But, you know, that's that's kind of all you got in Orton and Orton and Wyatt. Um, so we did have the main event. At the end of the show, the triple threat between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho versus the New Day. Um, I thought what was interesting about this for it being, you know, the New Day's win. The New Day's real, match, real quick, real, yeah. real quick. Did we explain why why this match happened? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So after the celebration, after the initial match, uh, some champagne got on Stephanie McMahon, and she did not take kindly to it. Instead of slapping someone, she decided to put together another match to make New Day jump through another hurdle to uh, retain the belts. Now, were you shocked that she did not just, you know? the pants new day <laughs> to him a new one i was like expecting it you know like a huge reaming coming 
like like crap coming from horse manure coming from the ceiling something huge yeah, yeah i thought she was really like she, i thought she was gonna smack him around or something you know <laughs> but i think they've yeah. set up her character well enough that it's just by saying like oh she's angry and she's doing this is like we all kind of know glenn they did that after the third time she you know emasculated <laughs> some poor guy on tv and that didn't stop him yeah yeah i was just gonna is she a heel why is she celebrating the new day's win and all happy Keep her, you know, be consistent. <laughs> what, oh, she's be- just supposed to show up at work every day and be like, I hate all of you. You're yes. all terrible. Yes. yes. <laughs> and let Mick do the other. Yes. I mean, you wouldn't that- have Vince celebrating, you know, uh, you know, back when he was feuding with Stone Cold, celebrating with the other baby faces. You know, you keep yeah, it consistent. I argue, though, for her, this is a tag team from her era that's displacing a tag team from her father's era for the title. Well, I if that's if that's the storyline, bring it up. It yeah. was just to get her in there, Glenn. It was just to get her in it to set this match up. Nothing more, nothing yeah. less. They 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 think we're all idiots for even thinking. Why is she in this? Why would she be celebrating with them? And they did a good job because as soon as they did that, you knew like they were going to book another match for that night. And then you're like, yep. well, why are they doing this? Are they actually going to have them lose? You know? Yeah, I thought they were. I really did. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought they could lose as well, but I thought it was very interesting for a match that was so pivotal for new day, um, that they weren't there for most of the match. It seemed like, I mean, really this was Reigns and Rollins versus Jericho and Owens. It seemed like for the better part of it. Kind of like for both matches. Yeah. Which makes sense, right? If they're going to be in two matches in one evening. Yeah. But it also speaks to the fact that, I mean, new day doesn't have, it's been a while since they've got to do really dynamic in ring stuff. I feel like they come out, they cut their promos. They're funny. People like them, but yeah, they're not technicians in the ring. What do you mean? This stage? I'm saying they they don't get a lot of spots. They don't get a no, lot no. of really interesting things. I mean, Kofi does trouble in paradise. He does, you know, a feat of no. strength, but they don't get, I mean, look at what a showcase this was tonight for two, for one, uh, Rollins and Reigns aren't even really a tag team, and they got right. to show more tonight in terms of dynamics and that's their money match at the pay per view. That's, that's all. But that's what I'm saying though is that with New Day, like they don't, they, they're if you're if it's your it's your match, right? This they're is in the background. Go they're, they're in the, they're background. In the background gotcha. of their own yeah. coming out party, as it were. Well, they could be um, losing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying is that when people think of this match, they're not what I think of the match. And I actually thought Rollins and Reigns versus Owens and Jericho was pretty compelling that was pretty entertaining yeah it was actually i thought yeah, this whole uh, match was i thought everyone was really good in this match i thought new day was really good was i thought uh it, what they had yeah yeah i enjoyed the six-man superplex i thought that was uh they pulled that off very well um but yeah all in all it was it was weird to have both matches start and end or both the show start and end with the same type of match that felt a little different um than uh, usual i thought but, it was um, good i like that i liked it was different uh, yeah yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't have an issue with it either. No, I thought, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, it, the, I mean, the crowd was hot for that match. You know, that main event, yeah. and uh, I mean, they were they were I they were buying into all the false finishes. I was too. I thought they did an awesome job. They wanted KO and Jericho to walk out of those titles more than anything. They were the most over. As did I. They got the biggest. <laughs> yeah, they got the be- biggest reaction of the three, and I mean, and they God, were the only yeah. heel tag team. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So do you, do you think they're they're this is like legit they're finally breaking up because they keep going further and further with this every time. I mean the the friggin' fan of me wants to say no, but uh nah. Yeah, I do. 
Well, it looks like Jericho's leaving after Mania. Uh, you know, Fozzie's getting all these uh, concert gigs. So, and he's got a new album that they're working on. So, you know, Mania, it's not that far. So you got to start getting those storylines in motion. I, I, I mean, is KO versus Jericho? Is that what they have planned for Mania? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they put a lot, guys, they put a lot of time and a lot of storytelling into that. That 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 one-on-one matchup between those two, their 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 dynamic, their friendship, their you know, and we're just seeing, you know, we we just passed the precipice of the breakup, in my opinion, and now it's all going to be treading downhill. But like the build to them being friends, I thought we, they put a lot of time into that. They yeah. just did, yeah. And, and I think there should be a payoff for that at Mania. I know it doesn't have the same feel as a Goldberg Lesnar or somebody versus Taker, but still, it deserves its own match. Yeah. Well, it has stakes. At this point. I think you have Jericho oh. be the face. Who know, I mean, I'd like to see Kevin Owens stay the Universal Champion. I don't know if the, it'll happen, but um, yeah. you know, Owens the face and Jericho going after you know one last title reign. He's lost so much that, but he's just so over with the fans <laughs> that I think you know fans. Would, I think they'd they'd get into that. Yep. So, how do you think the, they interfere or get involved in each other's matches sat, uh, Sunday at Roadblock? Oh God, I have no idea. Yeah, well, I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. It think seems so. weird otherwise. They have to. Uh, they crisscross. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let me call up the roadblock card. But before that, um, so Matt, what are your, your final thoughts on tonight's episode of uh, Raw? Mine, uh, eight. eight. I liked it. Wow. I did like Raw. I did like it a lot, actually. Cool, Raj. Uh, I like a seven. I thought it was there was nothing that really stood out like that. I thought was outstanding. The new day stuff was I thought was com- compelling, uh, but that was about it. So I'd, I'd give it like a seven. Um, yeah. And new day haven't beat demolitions record yet. They got a couple more days to go. Hopefully, there's no uh, no uh, injuries or anything. I mean, Tomorrow night, I sh- I special match jinx, on SmackDown with the Shining Stars. Shouldn't jinx anything. You know. That yeah. would be the ultimate, is if New Day had dropped it to the Shining Stars. Somehow that had happened. You had a that dark match been... afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vince McMahon just comes out and just laughs, laughs at everyone, moons the crowd, and goes back. You know. Um, so let's look at the, the card for Roadblock. Uh, so we got Rusev with Lana versus Big Cass. We talked about that. Uh, Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman in a 10-minute time limit match. Seth Rollins versus Chris Jericho, a triple threat. Rich Swan versus Brian Kendrick versus TJ Perkins. Sasha versus Charlotte for the championship, uh, the women's championship in a 30-minute Ironman match. And then uh, Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. So that's kind of a nice tight card. I mean, do they give it away that Sami Zayn comes out of this 10-minute match? I mean, all he has to do is last 10 minutes. Is that how it works? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's that's the time limit, so... What happens if Braun Strowman just beats his butt in for like 12 minutes of just nonstop carnage? You know, that could happen. They do that a lot with these these kind of matches where, you know, someone has to beat someone in X amount of minutes and they just get destroyed, but they slip on a banana peel at the end and, and don't make it. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, you would, you would think this was designed specifically to get, you know, a time limit draw in there. Yeah. So, 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 if it goes past ten, it's a draw. It doesn't. Sammy doesn't win. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's the way I took it. Is it's it's, okay. a, it's not a like a beat the clock type of thing, but just uh, a time limit. Gotcha. Yeah. 
See, but I like that idea of Raj, like you're talking about. I always used to enjoy that in movies with the like, I bet you can't last X number of minutes in the round with this guy. Like, I think with Sammy, that's a good way. That's to some have. real OG bully stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the Wild Wild West days and stuff. You know what I mean? You can last with Big Big Al over here. You know, the, the neighborhood yeah, yeah. bully for five minutes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'd be curious to see what Sammy does with this. I mean, I don't know if we'll be seeing Sammy doing his typical, you know, I don't think he's going to do a, a, any power bombs or, uh, you know, no. no, none of those 360 uh, moves around, but uh, I think it'll be good. You know, I'd like to see him go absolutely insane and keep morphing more into this, delving deeper into this, in, you know, not crazy, but, but, you know, intense character that Mick was trying to suck out of him tonight. You know, I'm talking where he just gets DQ'd from chair shot on the big monster to death. You know, something like that. I don't know. I, I doubt it's going to happen, but I'd like to see it. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Now, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's uh, for me uh, in my top three of what I want to see. If, if Sami Zayn snaps, it, it could be a completely brand new baby face we'll, we'll now have finally. Do you think Vince sees Sami Zayn in that role enough to, to completely go with it? And run the risk of damaging uh i don't yeah i'm hoping see the fan comes out of me more and more every show I, i'm finding just remember vince is always lurking yeah ruining <laughs> my freaking fun so much they can do with Sami Zayn. they just I don't, I don't think they realize what an opportunity they have with him um but uh yeah i think it'll be interesting of course we'll be back here on the podcast to talk about that once roadblock ends on sunday but let's talk about some of the other news that happened this week raj what's the story chris hero coming back to the wwe yeah that's what uh dave Meltzer reported yesterday yeah, chris hero is uh on his way back to wwe he was uh let go a few years ago he had he was he had signed on with wwe went to fcw then was in nxt yeah. for a couple of years as cassius ono the yeah. original ko ko yep yeah. a lot of uh he had a lot of heat for not uh for not getting in better shape and uh you know there were conflicting reports as to why he was released, but that was that was one of them. But yeah, well, yeah he's been killing it. I mean, he's probably a better wrestler now than he was then, and he's just been. I mean, he's just been killing it on the indie circuit. So, uh, I, so I, I think he should come back as Chris Hero. KO is kind of taken now. Yeah, and, uh, just bring him to the main roster. He doesn't need NXT. Bring him in as a Wyatt or something. <clears throat> Yeah, I hope I hope he comes back. I mean, I can give a crap about somebody's in it, it muscled up or anything, but I would like to see him in, in a little bit better shape. Skinny fat is not is not you know what I mean. Right. He, he's he's better than that. He's such a he's such a stud in that ring, and he's good on the he's he's great. You know, I'm surprised it took them this long to bring him back. Maybe that was more on him than it was them because he's making so much money working indies and stuff. I'm guessing. Who knows? Yeah. He, uh, but that's what I was saying. If he did something like a Wyatt gig, uh, then at least he can be covered, so he's not. Oh yeah, you, you know, like he's, yeah, he's changed his outfit, so he's not wearing, uh, he's not wearing trunks. <laughs> Just every schlubby looking dude in the WWE. Like, let's toss him with the Wyatt family, you know. Well, no, or what's his name? Um, not Rollins. Um, Rollins just built like a million bucks. No, what's his name? Uh, the other guy. Come on. Reigns Strowman. No, the other third member. Oh, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose, for example, he doesn't have a good physique. They put him in a wife beater and jeans. It gets annoying after a while, but at least I don't have to look at skinny fat. And it it doesn't hurt him is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I thought the report was he's going to go back to NXT. Um, and I think that would certainly make sense if NXT is going to do any more call-ups just because NXT is going to be lacking. I would like that for him. I'd like, I'd like for him because he can 
blow up there again and, and, and to a whole different level. I mean, NXT is a big brand. And a much different brand now than it was. I mean, he was NXT God, like yeah. the, the weird middle years of NXT post reality or post competition show pre the network was when he was there, like 2012, 2013. So I think, uh, yeah, he'd benefit greatly from that now. Mm-hmm. So Matt, when you see someone that's skinny fat or getting out of shape backstage, mm-hmm. do you guys talk to them or just kind of, yeah, kind of let got, it go? Uh, TNA not so much, but like in WWE, I remember one. You know, the veterans will get on you know, or something like that. Especially like I remember like Kendrick, um, or Paul London. I remember, and Paul London was was I would say shredded for a cruiserweight. You don't want to be some bowling ball looking guy being short and super jacked. You can't even move. It doesn't look right. Um, I thought Paul was a perfect size for his height, but like Brian, I remember would be razz a little bit by, you know, by JBL or whomever would, you know, would just, you know, that would be their way of saying, come on, you're supposed to look like an athlete, get your ass in the gym like the rest of us. You know, we're all going to the gym with back injuries and neck injuries and whatnot. Just be, you know, just because it's not part of your character doesn't mean you can't look like an athlete. And, and that was his way of doing it. And I, I, I respected that. Um, Brian was a co- my buddy, but you know, I, I agree that the guy should be getting in the gym. You're a professional athlete. You should always look like one. I'm not saying if you're you're some big fat guy and, and you're trying as hard as you can, that's different, you know. But if you're just sitting there playing video games and getting fatter by the minute or getting scrawnier by the minute and not even trying to eat right and look like an athlete or try to be the best you can to make your character, you know, better, what are you doing here? That's somebody else's spot that would kill for it. Yeah. Look like an athlete at all times. That's all. Yeah. Some people in uh, this guy is going nuts in the comment section that you gave Ron eight and I gave it a seven. Dude, <laughs> remember it's a weighted scale. <laughs> what is he? Not what does he want it to be? Uh, he wants it to be like a two or three, I think. Yikes. And then another one. This girl is criticizing me for always saying bad stuff about Rob, even though I praised most of the show. Oh, there you go. <laughs> There's, you know, don't just don't read the comments. Every time I read the comments, <laughs> it's just it's on all three of us, and like everyone for different things, right? Yeah, it's like just everyone nitpicks, but it goes to speak to how diverse. I'm trying to get questions, but so it's hard to avoid. But yeah, <laughs> I like that. Raj like trying to get questions, but it's just this massive hate on Raj fest that I'm trying to sift through here. Um, so, uh, oh, so let's talk about this. I remember, Matt. I want to ask you because um, I, rem- I seem to remember this from Tough Enough, uh, and I know you were on the show. So, there's a very specific WWE workout plan that they have you guys do. Is that correct, no. or was that no. just a Tough Enough thing? Well, no. You know, NXT now at the, the Performance Center, they have uh... they have a trainer that trains them, and they have their own each, and they have their own individualized workouts. Mm-hmm. But but and then they also have some group activities as well. But I mean, what, what, it, tough enough. They just did stuff to make us puke and want to quit. <laughs> None of that was built to make us better athletes. That was to make good gotcha. TV and make us look like a bunch of bleeps and quit the show or get hurt or whatever. You know, a 380 pound guy jumping over a friggin' 10 foot wall on the beach, landing in someone else's foothold, twisting my ankle one way, snapping my knee the opposite. And I'm off the show. Cause of stupid crap like that. Yeah. You were on season two. That was the one with the controversial ending, uh, as opposed to season one where everyone quit and whoever was left basically won. Sure. Well, you remember, uh, you remember when NXT started out as a TV show and they, all those guys were always oh. risking injury with those stupid drills that they had. Oh my God. Balance beams and wrestling boots and stuff. Come on. Carrying the kegs and yeah. stupid stuff. 
because of Daniel Bryan, Dan, Brian Danielson sitting there doing this. I'm going, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Even Tyrus, I remember thinking, like, this dude is humongous. Yeah. What do they got him doing this crap for? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. Um, uh, so what, let's talk about uh, Alberto Del Rio. Raj, you were telling me about this before we got on the air. Yeah. Did you hear about this, Matt, about Alberto Del Rio being involved in a backstage fight over the weekend? Because, uh, uh, because someone that looked at Paige, uh, touched, touched, apparently grabbed her or touched her or something in front of him. And uh, I guess Del Rio got the, the better end of the fight that they had backstage in, in Mexico. Wow, that's pretty ballsy to grab another dude's girl backstage. That's not something that would ever really happen here in the States. Not nowadays, it wouldn't. Um, and plus, your girl shouldn't be backstage. But uh, if she's one of the boys in wrestling, that's different, obviously. You think Paige is kind of... You know, whether I mean, it doesn't sound like it's their fault if that story is true, if it wasn't uh, if it wasn't uh, if someone did grab her. But all this, you know, these kind of headlines constantly, you think you think this is helping her cause to to end up back in, you know, on the main roster when she's. No, uh, No, I don't. I don't. And I saw something else. I'm sure you saw it as well. They asked them about what they think of uh, Donald Trump with uh, Linda McMahon, something such. Right. And uh, and he was like, uh, uh, you gave the double birds about Donald Trump. And then he walked off camera yelling, you know, basically saying, you know, something about uh, he's got nothing nice to say about the McMahons, basically, or something like that. And then what's her name was like, I love I love events and then got up and left. So she didn't have to talk, hear him talk crap about her company. Even that. It's still not a good setting for her or the proper context for her. She's going to wake up. I hope it doesn't happen to her one day and realize. So when I was dating this guy, right, I was on the verge of being probably one of the biggest female you know, wrestlers on the WWE roster, along with two other really good talents that now are in history books as two of the best girls ever did it. I'm talking 20 years from now. And she's going to regret this. I hope she doesn't. I hope it doesn't hurt her. I hope... She does whatever she needs to do, but it, this 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 dating whatever the hell they are thing is not helping her. Yeah, it's just not. I hate to say, I hate to say that because Albert Alberta's a nice, a pretty nice guy. He seems like a class act actually, from all accounts of guys I know that know him. Yeah, and and he was praising Vince a little bit in that that TMZ video, although he was ripping on Linda, not ripping her, but he no. said he didn't think that she would do a good job, and. Uh, it's just just the association even like like wwe's done so much more for so much less to people that have been in the same room with someone who even whispered something anti-wwe yeah someone's asking if we see bully ray making appearance in the royal rumble i they've done that surprise before so i don't see it what do you mean bully ray or bubba ray but well bubba ray but um man yeah, I think yeah, I think it's kind of a waste of a surprise at this point because they've Devon's, just because they've done it before to eat Devon, up spots. It, I can see it, but Devon's more. working for the WWE now. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. He is. yeah, someone's asking about Sid Vicious. Uh, oh yeah, you know, uh, yeah, that's right. The Alamo Dome. That's where Sid Vicious won the title at the Royal Rumble in 1996. So it would be a 20 year. That that'd be that actually be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And and he he was back that was it Raw one thousand when they had all those uh, legends coming back and was Heath Slater later. yeah Sid Vicious was one of them and he looked yep. like he was in great shape yeah but he uh, yeah I mean I guess it depends on if you'd be able to take the bump to the outside because of his ankle 
I don't want to see old guys, man. I want to see some, you know, unsigned talent like 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 an eight. I know we're not going to get another AJ, but something like that. Yeah. Or a call up. Yeah. I know it's not. I know it's not the right way to feature them, but I don't know. I I, I want the surprise to mean something. I don't want it to be Haku or. We'll probably see a call up. I mean, Somebody with, with NXT like the night before. I mean, I would be shocked if with Takeover the night before, there's not a call up at the Rumble. It seems like the best way to do it. Well, yeah, they usually do. Someone, I'm sorry, Sid lost the title to Shawn Michaels at, at the Royal Rumble. Someone's asking uh, if WWE Network will get to three million subscribers someday. Is that really a question? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, aren't they right? I don't think just under two. No, they're they're quite a bit under two. They're at one point four. I I think they're gonna have a hard time getting and staying around two. So I don't what, I don't see it anytime soon. What happens if they don't hit two? Well, that was their big goal. Like that's what they were saying made it worth it. Was that number was two million? I mean, gotcha. you know, all the the streams of revenue that they kind of sacrificed. I mean, it is profitable now, but uh, you know, it uh, at, at this point it, they would be doing better if they were they still had pay per view. Really? I, I, assuming it, they didn't fall off that much, you know, from year to year. Right. Yeah. Wow. I was but not aware of that. I will say, I feel like I get more value out of that subscription than oh, any absolutely. other monthly God, subscription. Yeah. I pay for. The people know how to work that fans. system too. You know, they know how to sign up and not ever pay, <laughs> you yeah. know, just keep getting new email addresses. And I would pay 20 bucks a month for that membership, by the way. I'd, I'd, pay, I'd, pay, I'd pay 50. I mean, that's what I was paying anyway for the pay-per-view. So, I mean, I watch it so much. Yeah, they just they need one other show that I think is a breakout to you know maybe goes a little beyond just the hardcore fans, and I think they'll be fine. Yeah, you know, no, I think they got enough shows. I'm I I think they almost got too much, but you think uh, so? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so much. Look, crap I don't watch Swerved. I don't watch that crap. Right? Yeah, Swerved exactly. is actually I in defense of Swerved. I actually thought Swerve was pretty good. I mean, as far as prank shows, it's 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 funny, and it's funny because it's wrestling. No, here's here's what it comes down to. It comes down to a lesser version of the real deal. If I want to watch a real prank show, I'll go watch a real prank show. I don't want to see a bunch of wrestlers doing it. Okay, or hey, that's pretty funny for for a wrestler. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want to see that. But well, I want season to see one was funnier because the jokes were on the wrestlers, and I guess it's for season two they were like, right. yeah. Wrestlers really didn't like how they came across. I'm saying for my entertainment purposes yeah. is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? I, I, I mean, I don't. Maybe I'm by myself on this, but on my own island. But I want to watch all the old nitros. I like to watch all the old AWA stuff, NWA stuff, everything I get my hands on. Even I'm just right now in our room watching. Uh, before Raw came on, I was watching uh, 2001 Monday Night Raw. You know, the Alliance ish era time. Like, I think. Uh... I love watching that stuff. That's great. I think Table for Three is the most underrated show on the network. If they just did more stuff like that, just guys sit around talking, you know, telling. Yeah, I, I watched that one. Yeah, I watched yeah. that one. But I think that one's really solid. I don't know. I feel like you get a lot of value out of it. You know, Monday Night Raw is on. Yeah, I think do. it's fantastic. But let me ask you this though: If they didn't have any of those shows, would that change your subscribing to the network? I just feel like. Nope. Those shows don't make much of a difference. I don't see people being like, I got to I got to keep my subscription because of story time, you know, or these other shows that they got. Nope, I wouldn't. You're right. Yeah, I mean, NXT and pay-per-views. I mean, I, I could think they could probably that in the archives they could survive on. But I think they want to feel like a network. I mean, we're in right now, you know, people have even gone beyond the golden age. The platinum age of television and streaming TV is a big part of that. And I think it's maybe part of it's just a pride thing. WWE doesn't want to feel like we're just this archive network. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they start doing scripted uh, 
scripted material, you know, whether it's a half hour comedy or a sure. hour long drama. I, I can see that. I can see them do, doing that and thinking that that's something people would pay to see. Um, they'd be a little bit wrong, but yeah. Hey, the studios somehow are still in business, putting out these direct to DVD movies that no one, but me and six other people watch. Um, that's yeah, still man, they're business. losing money though. The WWE studios has been a, a money loser since the beginning. Probably making a film starring Wade Barrett was a bit of a bad call as far as timing goes. Yeah. So, you know. All right, guys, quick. Uh, if you yeah. guys want to get a couple questions in, use hashtag Wrestling Inc. We'll get a couple more in. Someone's yeah. asking us to talk about AJ. There's not really much to say. He's he's, he's phenomenal. Yeah, he's phenomenal. He had a minor ankle injury. He'll, he's back tomorrow night. Uh, but Good. it's his first match back since TLC. Um, against James Ellsworth? Well, that's how they're going to explain Ellsworth getting the title. Is that, you know, AJ was still injured. They are. Ellsworth's been, yeah, that's uh, in, in more SmackDown main events than Dean Ambrose has. Well, stop he? chanting for him, people. Stop chanting for him. The rib is over. It's not funny anymore. It was funny for a hot minute. You know, a guy with no chin, he's ridiculous looking. He's not even one of you. That's what I don't understand. You guys, he's not even relatable to, 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 to a fan. He is smaller, less athletic, less intimidating than any fan in that arena so there you go that is my psa stop chanting for that guy he's wasting time on matt morgan's tv and i think that should be enough reason for you to stop chanting for him (laughs) (laughs) giving more segments to the spirit squad who are still officially on the roster all right did you have a question glenn i have one last one no no no, first someone's asking about samoa joe and the royal rumble would that be a good move as his boy i want to see it a payday i want him to get um and Though, like we talked about last uh, two weeks ago, Raj, we want to see him get that big, that big, what's the word? Ta-da, here he is, everybody, main event unveiling yeah. when he finally debuts to some degree. You know, not 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 just one of 30 guys. Yeah, you kind of want to come him to come in, like just choke out John Cena and just destroy yes. him or you know, something like that. Yes. Right? Just a, something that really leaves a lasting impression. Uh, I think the Royal Rumble would be good for someone like, um, uh, geez, who, um, who we got down there? Um, Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got the 10 thing going, but they're not going to win. Keep them in for a little bit, but yeah. Ty, maybe some of the, oh, the girls can't come in. It, uh, um, who, uh, Austin Aries is, what's his deal by the way? He's injured right now. Uh, that, not- that eye injury. Did you guys know he was gonna be a commentator on that this the cruiserweight show? Uh, not until no? earlier that day. Yeah, I think that was kind of a surprise. Still but yeah, cool. I wonder if they're uh, the the only thing about eight, uh, Austin Aries on that show is I have a hard time like telling him and Corey Graves apart. Yes, they're very similar voices. They, they <laughs> yeah. do. I agree. Yeah. I didn't think it was him at first. I really didn't. I'm friends with the guy. I was like, that can't be him. He's not commentating on this show, and he was. I, yeah. I hope that means more, though, for him as far as them having faith in him talking and then giving him when he's ready because he, he's a star as well, I think. Yeah, it shows that they feel like he's important enough that even while he's injured, they want him doing something. And uh, I, I think I wonder if they're, that's where they're moving him to is the cruiserweight division. If they do, I hope it's more established when he's ready to come back. Oh, please tell me it is by then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ty Dillinger, number 10 at the Royal Rumble. Oh, that would be great. Yes, you have to. It does write itself. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, but I think that's how you establish the cruiserweight division, uh, 205 Live more. I mean, take Austin, take Neville, take these guys that fit in Neville. there, you know, and give them a show. I mean, Neville is a, look, Neville might not be a star compared to the rest of the Raw roster, but compared to the cruiserweights, yeah, I he mean, is compared to them. Yes, he and, is. And I think he would elevate them, 
you know, and give him a platform. I think there's a lot of guys they can slide in there that would work nicely. But uh, or just finally sign the damn young bucks. Yeah, uh, they they just resigned with ROH for two years. So shut up. Does that mean they can't get out of it or something? Not. How does that work? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a deal where they can work ROH in New Japan, and they're also allowed to do PWG, but that's about it. So so ROH two years, two years from December thirty first. So what yeah. the hell? Yeah, I guess it was a good money deal to where it uh, it was hard for them to turn down. Like I get the I, impression they don't want to be in the WWE, though. I mean, they feel like it's... Let me tell you something. Everybody <laughs> wants to, okay? You'll play it's cool money. guy. I've done it, too, when they released me. Everybody plays cool guy. They don't want to work there. They seem like the, the, they, would be the, they would get fired for tweeting the wrong thing or retweeting the oh, wrong thing. Oh, for sure they would, yeah, but... Yeah. You know, still, that's what makes them so damn entertaining. Oh, uh, quickly, speaking in New Japan, um, what did you guys think of the, the Cody Rhodes announcement? That he's in the Bullet Club? Yeah, American Nightmare. Where was that concept when he was in the WWE? But you look at him, does he look like a, a nightmare should be in his nickname? No, but he's doing the <laughs> thing, you know? <laughs> no, just... Doing the cigar, sort of the ugly American, you know, idea. Of I like, thought they were trying to do like a, a, like a Yakuza, like mafia type of type of deal with him but i don't know cody i like him i think he's great but i just he's not to me he just doesn't fit in that group they had it perfect in my opinion with dashing cody rhodes and then the face mask cody rhodes (laughs) i found him very entertaining during that stage I thought for yeah. Stardust, I thought Mysterio. Sorry. took the ball and ran with it with Stardust. And, you know, I know he hated it, but I thought he. I don't like it. Oh, either. God, that was terrible. I hated it. I felt bad for him. I didn't like it for him either. He did as much as he could with that yeah. crap. I thought it was pretty much downhill once he got the, the mustache. And there was an uptick when he was teaming with Goldust. They had some great matches. But and once once he became Stardust, that was that was the end. I mean, he was the Intercontinental Champ when that title meant a little bit more, and he was right. He was right there. I, I don't know yeah. what the him, hell. him and Ray. He, it looked like Ray was starting to get him to that that next level, right? And then, and then that momentum they started beating him every week, and the momentum was gone. Yeah, we'll see what he does in New Japan. Cool guys. Well, thanks for joining us tonight, everyone. Uh, we'll be back here on Sunday to talk about Roadblock End of the Line immediately after that pay per view ends on the West Coast. Or pardon me, on the East Coast. And then Raj and myself will be back here Wednesday at twelve noon Eastern to talk about SmackDown Live, talk about AJ Styles' return and his uh, main event title match versus James Ellsworth. Let's see how that goes. Um, so uh, until next time, Matt. Anything you want to plug before we get out of here? My bouncing boobs. Check out Matt's balancing boobs or bouncing oh. boobs. Sorry, balancing boobs. Sorry, guys. Uh, at, check me out on Instagram tonight. Um, just after the show's over with, if there's any questions that we weren't able to get to, um, you guys can hit me up on my Instagram at BP, as in blueprint, at BP Matt Morgan, where I will attempt to stream live for about five minutes there. So shoot <laughs> me any last minute questions before I fall asleep. Cool, man. And uh, Raj, anything to look for on the site this week? Just it's a busy week. Roadblock this Sunday, so it's tons of stuff every day. Cool, man. So Raj and I will see you back here on Wednesday. We'll see you be back here with Matt on Sunday after Roadblock End of the Line. Mm-hmm. Until next time, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. <laughs>